All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another edition of Shabbat Lounge. This is Matt. And Jake here. We're coming to you with a very special guest. We're super excited about this. So, Jake, tell us, who is who do we have on today? We have Josh Myers with us, and he is from The Straight and Narrow. And uh, Josh, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Hey, uh, thank you. Thank you guys for having me on. This is great. Uh, uh, yes, I'm, I'm Joshua Myers. I have a comic online that's uh, about the that I say it's about the Bible and what it says. Uh, I've been doing it for almost three years now. It'll be three years in May. But yeah, I do uh, three times a week. I do comics um, that uh, you know try to show what's happening in the Bible and also to, some misconceptions of what I used to have whenever I was in my church life. I try to explain some of that in there as well. Yeah, and uh, so Josh is a he's a husband and father of four children, correct? And uh, two correct. of those children are identical twins, and yes. and deaf. You're telling us. Yes, yeah, we we uh, had a deaf diagnosis when they were they were about two, almost three years old, and yeah, it's it's been a it's been a journey. Yeah, that sounds like it could be a challenge. Yeah, um, it's definitely it's, it was definitely a learning curve for us. Right. And so uh, you spent most of your time working a career in IT, right? And then uh, uh, with security analysis also. Uh, why don't you tell us yeah. what that's about? Yeah, so I, uh, I kind of stumbled into the, the IT field. Uh, I didn't have any formal training there, but um, that's where the father put me. And I, I became an engineer in, in Linux and virtualization. And then it was, I moved on into uh, security analysis. And uh, that's the security analysis part. It's, I, I like bringing that up because that's kind of where I get my, how I dig into the Bible. I do it in kind of an analytical um, mindset because of doing that work. So. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if everyone would go back to the, where Matt and I first started podcasting together, uh, you'll see an my introduction that uh, I'm very analytically minded also, and that's kind of how I looked at it as well. So uh, I think we kind of uh, meet eye to eye on that one. And so now you're a stay at home dad and you do various yeah. freelance jobs as well as the creating the biblically based comics, right? That is correct. Yes. Yeah. So right now, like one of the freelance things I do is uh, I, I maintain a, a website for an online ministry and uh, help them get their YouTube videos going and, and run their website, so. Yeah, that's awesome. So so tell us a little bit about how we can find you. Um, if you're watching this in YouTube, you, you, you're gonna see this, but if you're listening to this audio, uh, what's the best way to, to find and pull up your information? Yeah, so everything I have is at uh, a Linktree type site called Beacons, uh, beacons.ai. And that's then slash J-N-M-Y-E-R-S. I don't know if I need to do um, military. I don't know the military ones, but, jo you know, like Joshua Nancy. Yeah. Mary, <laughs> you know. yeah, but, yeah. So, and if they, so let me ask you this. If, the, if they Google something, what if they can't remember uh, all of that? What could they Google to pull you up? So uh, Googling, I would say the straight uh, plus narrow, um, and the plus sign as in not, not plus as in uh, writing out plus, but the plus sign. 
because all my everywhere I, I put my stuff, that's how I stylize it. So Okay. So just remember if you're if you if all you heard here was um if you can just remember straight the plus sign and narrow you can find it yep. so, in multiple places so we we wanted to um and so if you're not looking at this on youtube you won't see his face but uh so he is in a platform you may know and that's tiktok so what exactly do you do in tiktok so i, I joined tiktok honestly just to uh to promote the comics i was i thought uh, the some of the my comics i have a little bit of commentary with and um, I thought, hey, TikTok is a growing platform, uh, and so I thought, hey, I'll join it, and I'll just talk about my comics a little bit, and that's turned into now I kind of joined the whole community of people that are walking this way and answering questions and, you know, kind of defending the faith, if you will. Yeah, isn't it amazing how, how much of a following there is, and it's also amazing how, how much negativity you can find on TikTok. Oh, There's yeah. There's a lot of people that get fired up, so... So, yeah, we ran into that a little bit, and uh, it, you, you want to fight, but I've also noticed, you know, sometimes it's just better. I, I'm, You know, I've told several people, hey, I, I'd love to have a conversation with you if you want to call me or something. Here's, I'll, If you private message me, I'll give you my phone number. Let's talk, and I'll explain a little bit more. And I can't explain this in these limited characters that I have in this app. It's just not going to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the comment section is very small, and I mean, even in videos, you you really can't have a full conversation in just you know three minutes at the max. Right. No, you get and and you get keyboard warriors that like to uh, find people and just just pick fights with, and I'm just like, who has time for that anyway? So yeah. I, I don't have time to go look at people <laughs> I disagree with and and say stuff. I mean, it's just I don't know. Yeah, I think that actually kind of makes it. Uh perfect that that time limit makes it perfect to put your comics in uh because it's uh from what i'm seeing and in, in what your comics are they're just short little blurbs that you can uh read and get get the picture pretty quickly yeah yeah, yeah and that's that's how they they initially started it was kind of a meme uh meme-ish type thing i, I got the idea uh, the father gave it to me i was driving down the road one day and um he just kind of gave me this like five panel thing of trying to explain the reason why we're walking the way we're walking now and in, in, a, in a simple simplified way and that's one thing i always say about my comics are stick figures this is how i draw stick figures um except they they've kind of grown if you look at those those first ones they're definitely at that point now they're they're a little bit better they have clothes and, and beards and stuff but uh yeah, it's 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 kind of supposed to be memeish, if you will. It's it's a one panel. Let's look at it and and move on. Yeah, yeah, I really like the uh, the style of the comics too. It's it's because uh, I mean I'm not a very artistic. I'm a little artistic, but my brother more has the, most of that. But um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, so when you try to draw something and make it your own, I like the I like the no face situation it's real cool and it lets you kind of do a lot with it yeah i do have to ask you so joshua did you ever see like when you're a kid the message the original message bible i never saw it as a kid no i've i've uh slipped through it a couple of times as an adult but i haven't really dug into it yeah because it had some little cartoon 
things in it. Oh, so, did it? Uh, and, okay. and so some of some of yours remind me of some of those that I remember from that. So yeah, I just was gotcha. curious. So so yeah. we we can find you on TikTok and then you also have looks like a website and on this website I think this is um, the one I'm looking at now is it's got blue uh, JN Myers and it's got a little Insta and a TikTok and a Facebook icon. And then it looks like that's the one with, that has all your links on it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the link site. That's the beacons one. So the, on that side, I, I always put the, uh, the comic on there and there's a little blurb saying if there may be commentary, so go to the main site because the main site's the first link on there. And that's where all the archives of all the comics I've been doing ha have been. Okay. And then, yeah, and then that has all the links to everything else I'm at or anything that I've uh, I've been a part of. Yeah, yeah. And then we also found you on Instagram, and you've got a, a place mm -hmm. there. And on Instagram, it looks like it's straight underscore n underscore narrow. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. yeah. So usernames don't let me put a plus sign in there, so I've I had to. Uh, do something different so yeah if i if i can't if that username is available that's i'm on i'm in that username on a few places yeah 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 that makes sense well and then we found you on facebook and so mm -hmm. uh, so it's pretty easy to find you there and i suggest if you are listening to this go find him uh following and uh take a look at all these links uh, and he's kind of like us it's like where is he not um he's everywhere <laughs> so and uh, that does make it easy for so, those who have ears to hear. That's right. Yep, that's right. exactly. And so then there is the website that uh, it says the straight and narrow cf cfw dot me. Yeah. Uh, so so th that's is that where your blog is? That's well? like your uh, comic page, right? Yeah, that's that's the actual comic page. That's like a, a, a web comic hosting site. Okay. And so it's already set up to to host the you know comics in a in a fashion where you can click through them or um, scroll through them if you're on a, a mobile device. And so yeah, all the archives are there. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, good deal. And so uh, now I think we are about. Oh, we're going to talk about books. So we are on a slide looking at books now. And so you've written some books, and I didn't even know this. I had started following you on TikTok, and I was like, I really like this guy. I told my kids, and they liked you too. I told Jake, and then and uh, I liked you too. <laughs> and then I'm like, he wrote books. What's what? This guy's been doing all kinds of stuff. So yeah, he, you're kind of all over the books. place. You got you got your hand in everything. It looks like. Well, it's, it, again, it's just what the father has me doing. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah the books. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I have two of them. The first is the, the tour portion. So after I, I finished the tour portions one year, I put them all together into a, into a book so that you can, uh, you know, read them along with the, the tour portions in a, in a, you know, in a, a physical format. Um, and uh, I plan on, so this year I'm doing the profits portion. I did the gospel portions last year. I'll, I'll plan on sticking all of them in a book later, but um, that's on on down the <laughs> on down the line. But uh, yeah, so the tour portion ones are at least there and done. Um, then the second book that I uh, um, released just before Sukkot last year is the uh, what started all, all for for me on the comics, which is what I call the Church versus Bible series, and that's where I'm going through the things that I used to believe in church uh, versus what I found the Bible says. And so they're comics 
that can stand alone by showing the differences they give scriptures to show it but also have commentary so the uh tour portions one is literally just comics but the uh, church versus by one also has text to go along with it because it has all my commentary in there as well yeah that's awesome so i'm excited i want to get my hands on um for sure the torah portion one for both of them and um and and see what see what they're like so um yeah i'm pretty excited to to look through them also um so one thing that i started doing it's real hard to to keep at it um but um when i started you know we'd go through the torah portions with the kids and stuff and i would draw like i'd try to get like one picture that i could draw that would would jar the kid's memory for a specific section and i i got like so far with it and then it's like i was saying it was just it's hard to keep doing it and pick uh i wasn't doing tour portions per se but it was you know here's an idea here's a picture to go with it and uh it really helps them to uh to be able to tell the story real easily. I, I can go through the, each picture with them and they'll tell that part of the story and then the next part and the next part just with little pictures. So it's amazing how much just a comic format works in, in teaching as a teaching tool. Yeah, I can totally relate. I, I gave the tour portions book to all my children and anytime we get to some of the tour portions, they'll bring up you know the pictures that, we, that I have in there. Like for example, the uh, Jacob wrestling the angel, I, I drew that as kind of like a wrestling pro professional wrestling ring, and Jacob standing in the middle of it, you know, saying, "I'm going to wrestle you tonight," and you know, they'll be like, "Oh, hey, this is the part where they're in the wrestling ring." It's, it's yeah, it's cute and it's fun. Yeah, that's awesome, and and we have to do that with these stories, you know, we got to make them come to life because they were just dudes like, like we are and just normal people. And, um, you know, it, it helps m make it come to life when you relate it to, to things like that. So something real. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Something they yeah. can understand. Um, so we also, so, so you've designed some t-shirts as well. Is that correct? Yeah. That's one of the, that's what I started doing. Uh, shortly after the father pulled me out of the corporate world is I started designing shirts and, I have several designs on there, all biblically based. Uh, what I've been focused on, focusing on with it recently is trying to put shirts out there with the comics, but uh, the ones that you have on the slide, those are like some of the more popular ones that uh, I've, I have, that I have, my friends have, you know, I see people wearing around. Actually at Sukkot, somebody that um, I hadn't met before had uh, showed up with the second uh, Peter 316 shirt. And I'm like, hey, that's my shirt. So it's really cool. <laughs> That's awesome. So, and he said, "No, this is my shirt." And you guys got yeah. a tussle. No, <laughs> yes, that's what the wrestling match really was. Yeah. So, um, I'm looking at the the one I really like is it's not a Jewish thing; it's a Jesus thing. So, yeah, um, I can't. I, oh, sorry, I can't take credit for that one. That one is actually a friend of mine gave me the idea, and uh, yeah, I, I, that that is uh, I love that shirt. My wife has that one as well. Well, and uh, while we're while we're kind of on that topic, there, uh, wouldn't you agree that um, that um, as, you know on the shirt that you know you're putting Jesus there? Sometimes people in our group are like they they can get kind of crazy about you know not saying Yeshua, but 
but but I think that we we can forget where we were before in in our church walk and and that uh, I think sometimes if we're not careful we get in our little groups it's just like engineers or any other special thing that you do there's jargon in in mm-hmm. our in your little group and I think sometimes in the Torah group we we start talking to each other maybe in in, in these jargon terms and we if we have a new person or something they don't know what we're talking about sometimes and so it's good to uh, to use the common language and, and the words that people know. Oh, I totally agree. I mean, if we're if we're trying to reach our, our friends and family and you know to explain what we're doing and we're using you know Hebrew Hebrewish you know Hebrew and English. <laughs> Hebrewish, hey, I'm going <laughs> to <Yeah>. steal that. <laughs> uh, if we're using that, they're not. Gonna, yeah, they're we're, we're losing the message on them. We're not speaking to them on their level, and it's not to say that they're at a lower level. It's just they don't know those words. I mean, we need to speak. Speak to them what they know, uh, so that they can understand. Because if we're using, you know, like Hakadesh and, you know, a Moedim, you know, they're like Moedim. They're modem? like, what is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you talking oh, about? only if it's from the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh huh. That's right. So no, I know we totally agree. And Jake and I have done some things with Torah apologetics, and and that's one of the things that, you know, even little things like you you have to start with a lot of people with. Oh, you're trying to be Jewish, and, and and you know, and that's a great place to really explain and 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 um, ask people. Then, okay, well, tell me what you think it means to be a Jew, and and you know, and just have them give you a definition, and you know, just kind of start there. And and I also think it's important. I I, I have a background in sales, and I talk to people a lot. And um, in sales, we learn to speak and pause and let the person talk and ask questions and make them think. And I think that so many times we just, we get excited about Torah and whatever we're doing and we just throw out all this information. And sometimes we mm-hmm. throw out way too much information and they're not, they're, they're ready for milk and in a baby step and you just like went crazy on them. Yeah. I and, think it's, yeah. I think it's real easy to go overboard and uh, it's real easy to want to, ask a question and then give them the answer. But you can't, you can't really do that. You kind of kind of have to let them think about it. Or it's still only your information. Yeah. Right? Yeah, or your cohort or you know kind of getting an answer out of them that you want. Right. So that old trick. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's refreshing to hear hear you say that as well. Well, we will just go right into uh, some of your work here. So the first one that we want to look at, and, and I recommend if you're not watching this on YouTube, uh, it's going to be beneficial to see the cartoon. Um, mm-hmm. So this is Genesis 4, 3 through 4. And this is a series that you have called The Law Before the Law. So, um, you know, I love this one, and I wanted to start with this one because as a kid, in Christianity, I can remember thinking to myself, huh, that's weird. How did he know? I mean, I don't know how old I was, but I was probably an adult, really, when I figured <laughs> out that I was like, wait a minute, the law hasn't been given yet. This was like last week. <laughs> this is last week. But somehow he knows about the sacrifice thing, and there was a right way and a wrong way. How does he even know? And uh, so that you kind of bring this up in this account, in this cartoon. Yeah, and and yeah, it's it's uh, the law before the law. I, I wanted to point out, and it's a little mini series, but I wanted to point out all the situations where we can see at least glimpses of the law before it was given on Sinai. And so, yes, definitely in this account, 
Um, we can see whenever we read Genesis 4 that Abel brought the first fruits. He, he brought the best of his um, his flock. It says the first fruits of his flock. And whereas Cain, it's just like Cain brought something. You know, Cain was just like, yeah, this is whatever. Here you go. And we can see that not just the, the physical law there, but the spirit of it too, because Cain, he's not just, he's not showing reverence to God and in his, um, God's kind of comforting Cain, at, you know, afterward, we kind of see that too. Like, look, you can, you can do better. You know, he's giving him a, a, a you know, a cherub, you know, uh, talk there saying, you could do better. You, you, you're okay. Do better, you know, or else sin is going to catch, you know, come over you. Yeah, and I love that part of the story too. This sin is crouching at your door. It's not that he yeah. was sinning; it's he's leaving the door open to sin. Right. And it's the whole, like you were saying, it's the spirit of it is what he was always yeah. interested in, not the letter. And yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, when I saw you had this uh, series, the law before the law, I thought, man, this is genius. Um, it's it's one of those things that you know, maybe I had had in the back of my mind or thought about, but never really, you know, carried forth with, you know, made good on the idea, you know, or, or, you know, thought on it enough to, for it to be useful to me. But, um, yeah, I thought this was a great, great series. Yep. Yeah. It's one I enjoy. And, um, one I hopefully keep finding as I'm reading through, keep finding more and more that I can throw into it. Yeah. Well, we'll move on to the next one that we found in the series, Genesis 619, no, 619 through 73. And uh, so we're looking at Noah here. So tell us a little bit about this one. Yeah. So, you know, we often think that, you know, the the list of unclean and clean animals was only given to, uh, again, to Moses. But here we have Noah. He's being told of the unclean animals to depending on which translations you hold to, uh, two of each or two pairs of each, and then of the clean animals, and it does say clean animals, uh, seven or seven pairs of each. And yeah, it's just interesting to see that, hey, Noah even knew what a, a clean animal and an unclean animal was, and this is before the flood. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and everyone remembered uh, the, you know, the Bible story, and they came two by two. Right. Yeah. That's because, and then in all the children's literature and stuff like that, that's how it's drawn. That's how it's presented. Yeah. 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 And we yeah, they never that. mentioned the seven or the seven pairs. Right. Again, however you want to. Never. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you can probably go to any Bible class and Christianity in any church and, you know, pop in your head to a classroom and go, kids, they came two by I mean, you know, I would think that, you know, that would be kind of a unanimous answer. Just like in Texas, you can walk into any classroom and clap and say the stars at night and they'll finish and bright. So I'm glad I didn't walk into a lot of Texas classrooms. You you wouldn't know this because you're not. I wouldn't understand. One thing, too, I'll say before we move on from this one is uh, actually I got two things. Sorry, I'm long winded. But um I always have a, a little joke I tell people with the whole animals going on the ark thing. So I always say, uh, uh, how many of each animal did Moses take on the ark? And then, <laughs> of course, everyone says two. And then you go, no, Noah took the ark, not Moses. And then uh, 
the answer isn't two anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. So I think that's a good good one to kind of get people thinking. Yeah. But, and then yeah. Uh, the other thing, you have a, a series. I don't think we necessarily bring it up in the slides here, but where you show uh, this kind of peekaboo with the law kind of thing uh, where it's, it applies, it doesn't apply, it applies, it doesn't, um, this back and forth thing. That, that, that's, uh, in my, uh, biblical chart series. So yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, there's one, I, one I did recently, it was, um, trying to, it was looking at dispensationalism and, uh, specifically this situation with the, uh, the, with unclean and clean animals and how if dispensationalism is correct, then animals were unclean in the garden. They were clean, to, and this is for eating, eating purposes. Right. Uh, clean after the flood, unclean after Sinai, some animals after Sinai, clean again um, after Yeshua, and then if we look at prophecy, it'll be unclean again in the millennial reign. Right. So it's just like, why is it going back and forth like this? That's not a lot of confusion. Right. And I, yeah, that's one of the ones that, that's why I wanted to bring it up here with the Noah thing, because the clean and unclean foods is like a perfect place to see that 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 mindset runs through dispensationalism yeah and that's the background i came from so that's what i talk talk to a lot is is you know showing that dispensational thought and how it really doesn't line up with the bible as much as we used to think it did right yeah yeah that's good all right, so we'll go on to the next one that we have here. And this is another one from Genesis, Genesis 19. So tell us about this one about Genesis. Yeah, so this is something that uh, we were talking about at Bible study. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a really good point. I want to make a comment at that. But if we look at the instance of uh, Solomon and Gomorrah and what all happened there, whenever um, God and the, the two angels uh, show up to Abraham, he makes them unleavened bread. And then sundown happens. They go to Lot's house, and then Lot brings them inside, which is you know one of the things for Passover. And he makes them unleavened bread, which of course you're making the first time you're making during Passover night. So it's definitely a reflection there that um, something more probably happened on Passover, especially whenever we think of God doing you know his doing things on his Moedim. Right. And then also in the prophets where it talks about. Um, the, uh, the this is a type of Sodom in Egypt. And what happens in Egypt? Well, there's Passover and an exodus out of it. What happens in Sodom? There's an exodus out of it. So kind of leads to maybe this was a Passover. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And, and it uh, lines up because it's uh, lots, you know, salvation here, if you will. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, uh, the, almost the same story and you know once again there's a lot of the the whole story is cyclical and we see mm -hmm. these patterns and this is part of that pattern that's a that's a good yeah. observation well we will be again nothing new under the sun that's right that's right yep so that makes that makes a lot of sense and then we'll move on to we've got um you know a, another genesis one this is genesis 31 34 through 35 so yeah, this was this one is uh, Rachel and uh, taking the household idols from Laban's house. And whenever Laban's going through all the stuff and you know trying to find them, she's like, "Hey, I'm unclean. I'm doing my you know women's period right now." And he's totally okay with not checking where she hid the idols underneath her. 
and it just shows that we're you know those laws that you know give about the women's menstruation period in in Torah that even here we have Laban who's you know related to Abraham who you know uh, comes from the same line that um, Shem did that you know God's passing down these laws to everybody and he's even aware of them to know to know not go near um, Rachel while you know she's on this this women's cycle thing. Yeah, yeah, no, that's. That's a great, great point for sure. So, and it's like one of the, uh, it seems like an age old thing right there. So, um, but, and I can see how totally in this story, when you put flesh on it and think about it from his perspective, you know, he's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Don't say anything else. I'm good. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Just leave you alone. <laughs> you know, cause no man wants to have this discussion with a young, yeah. with a young lady. Not even know? then. <laughs> no, yeah. no. That's Especially good. with your daughter. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's good. All right, so moving on, uh, there's one about Genesis 38. Yeah. So the, the instance where uh, uh, Tamar uh, was marrying Judah's sons, and the first son was, you know, God kills, and then the uh, second son was given to Tamar to produce offspring for the first son, and he doesn't, and he gets killed for that. And then he doesn't give um, his third son, uh, Shayla, he doesn't give his third son to her and says, you know, you need to wait until he gets older. But then, of course, he never gives it, gives her to him. And so she goes and, you know, acts like a, a woman of the night. I don't know how, um, yeah. <laughs> how could you we want to be here, but <laughs> acts like a woman of the night. And then um, Judah does things with her to produce the offspring that um, his sons never did. And whenever they try to bring her out to say that she's the one in sin. Um, she proves that, no, you're the one that did this to me. And he's like, she's more righteous than I am because she's the one that followed through with God's command of producing the offspring that should have happened from the first son. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, I like too that you put the idea across and not necessarily word for word. And then, it, you know, it has a bit of a humor to it which I like. And, uh, I like too, that you did, uh, you put the, the before Torah account and then you put where it is in the Torah. Yeah. Yeah. I always try to, if I can try to put humor in, in all of it. I mean, there's definitely some situations that there's, there's no humor to be found. I mean, right. it's, it's either so grim or, you know, so serious. And it's just like, okay, we can't make, can't make light of the situation, but yeah, this one, I mean, the whole, um, Judah, like, yeah, come back later. Yeah, that's it. You know, like totally, <laughs> I'm not going to do this, but yeah, 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 you come back later. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. And what, I, what I've always found kind of interesting too about the story is, you know, if you put this in modern terms, I like to do, like to think about them sometimes and what does this look like today? And, and what I say is, you know, um, he basically had his wallet stolen and his credit cards and his car keys. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, th those are the things she took with him, basically, you know, she took his, his, um, his authority and the signet ring and, you know, his when, identity. Yeah. Yeah. Stole his identity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, a, it's, you know, it was a very powerful thing. And, and, you know, and if you don't, uh, think about ancient times very much. You're just like, oh, whatever. You know, you got this stick, and you know, you just, <laughs> you <got> it, doesn't, <laughs> it just it doesn't quite translate. You know, you have to think about it a little bit and just realize 
how how devastating you know when he got back and realized he's like oh my goodness i have messed up because he knew this was going to come back you know people know who he is so yeah yeah i yeah i agree that's a good one and so we'll move to the next one and this one is genesis 39 7 through 9. yeah so this is the the account where uh joseph is uh, confronted by potiphar's wife and um Joseph's like, no, I can't sin against God. Um, where does God say that you can't have somebody else's wife except in the Torah and right. the law later on? And so here we see Joseph saying specifically he's going to sin against God. He also says against his master, too. But, I mean, first it's, and foremost, what he's concerned with is sinning against God. And, yeah, we, we only learned that, that that's a, a sin by, again, the law, like Paul talks about. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, so do you find it hard to uh, explain to people that the law didn't start at Sinai? I have. Um, I've, I've actually, you know, because I've posted, I think I've posted all these on TikTok, and that's where I really get the the most interactions. Uh, I've had a few interactions on Facebook and some other social media sites, but I get the most on TikTok. It's more active there. But, yeah, uh, on a few of these, I've had people um, – come up and say, well, no, that's like, for, for instance, on this one in particular, um, they're like, no, that just shows that uh, morality has always been, it doesn't necessarily mean it's the law. It's like, well, <laughs> where does morality come from? Morality. <laughs> yeah. The law shows us morality. Uh. And it, it just comes from the whole, again, dispensational view of that there's three different laws. You got your moral, your civil, and your uh, judicial, I believe, they, or ceremonial. Ceremonial, yeah. Ceremonial. And uh, speaking of that, that was one uh, comment I made to uh, somebody. It, it's interesting because what is being called ceremonial, if we look at what most people believe are ceremonial, all of those are on worshiping God. And this is how we how we love God is a ceremonial. And dispensationalists say that we don't do that anymore. So all the things of, hey, this is how you love me. And so it's like, yeah, yeah, we don't do that no more. We do yeah, I see. I've been, you know, kind of, been thinking on that track too how it's it's this they'll say that there's two two laws now love god and love your neighbor but in reality there's one law that that's Mm -hmm. followed through on and it's love your neighbor you know what i mean yeah yeah no i totally i totally agree that's that's and that's the one that everybody seems to harp on too is is loving your neighbor that's all we have to do now is love your neighbor it's like no we're still supposed to love god and God has a love language, and He's told us what it is. This right. is how we come to Him. Yeah, it, well, and it's uh, it's also part of Jake and I have done a lot of stuff with the wedding, and so the people in my group sometimes are like, "Oh my gosh, she's going to talk about the wedding again," <laughs> and because I see it everywhere. And we talked to Michael Omen, and have you ever heard of Michael Omen? I have not. And what's the YouTube? His, his YouTube is Olive Branch Fellowship. You got to check it out. Okay. It's real good. So he yeah, has a he has a four part teaching about the wedding, and so he goes into great detail. And once you see the wedding, you can't like, then not you're see like, it. Yeah, oh my everywhere. goodness, it is everywhere. And so I've always heard that you know the Bible's this love story, and and so I learned that in in regular church, and they're right, it is. And you know, it's this, you know, it's a wedding, it's a, it's that kind of relationship, and you know, you do for your spouse, bec- not because 
you have to earn their love because you want to maintain this relationship, you know, and it's, it's that kind of thing. And that's what sometimes people have a hard time, I think, wrapping their mind around and, you know, and that, but this wedding business, you know, it basically starts with Adam and Eve getting married in essence in the garden under a sukkah, which is the garden. The and then, right. Yep. And then Moses, you know, with the people, they re, you basically remarry. And while the bride, while they're getting married, during the ceremony, the bride is on the floor whoring with other lovers, basically, at the golden calf. So, um, and, and then the, the whole thing with grinding the golden calf and making them drink the water, it's the curse of the bitter waters, uh, where the jealous husband um, ha- had to, uh, you know, if, 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 if you drink the bitter water and your abdomen swells, and yeah, your thigh yeah you take her to the yeah. priest. And yeah, so, so, and then in essence, you fast forward to Yeshua on the cross, and he basically, when he prays that may this cup pass before me, He's praying that uh, that cup of bitter waters um, would pass because he knew he was about to drink it and that curse was going to fall on him, um, yep. which which is, you know, it's pretty amazing, uh, pretty crazy. Yeah. And, but, and that goes into the, the next comic also, because that's, that's exactly what that one's about, <laughs> is, those, is those bitter waters. Um, yeah, and so so that for we, Luke, so you've got yeah. Luke two twenty one through twenty four, and Exodus thirteen two, and Leviticus twelve. Oh no, I'm skipping ahead. I am sorry. Yep, yep. Sorry. <laughs> well, do you, we right. can't we can go to the next one. So since yep, yeah, let's yeah, let's talk about that one since we're there. Yeah, Exodus okay, thirty two. Exodus thirty two. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was my fault. Ahead, I, but... I put them in the wrong order. Oh, it's all good. But uh, yeah, so we see in Exodus thirty two that. Uh, doing exactly that he's moses after the golden calf is making them drink the bitter waters and we see there they afterward the command to go kill everybody that their stomach has swelled and their thighs uh wasted away um and that's you know they can't get away because you know their legs aren't working but <laughs> yeah, right. um, you know the law doesn't happen for that until numbers five we don't hear what what that is happening about in Genesis in Exodus 32. It's not explained until Numbers five. So, again, you know the law happening before, and then yeah, you explained perfectly with um, Yeshua on the cross. Same thing, you know, his thigh wastes away after he um, takes that bitter water. Um, you know, the 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 cup that he took for us and um, passes soon afterward. You know, and that that brings up a good point too. And in, in my group is, you know, they they. They've heard me say this a million times, but, you know, that whole idea of, um, you know, of the cup and in my question, I think that this is when we talk to people, especially people who maybe are coming from a church background, this is a nugget of truth that we can drop. And I think that that sometimes is our angle. Uh, Jake and I have been on this tour apologetics kick for a while, but, but I think maybe trying to figure out how we can drop nuggets of truth like this and connect dots for people sometimes that that's what we need to do because you know we we instead of getting in arguments with them and especially our loved ones and people in our families that maybe aren't on the same page if you if you can just bring them to some things like that and connect some pieces and explain and that you know i you know you can even ask them so tell me why did yeshua or why did jesus have to die on the cross and, you know, a lot of times people will give you some pat answer that they've heard, but but it doesn't really mean a whole lot. And if you can explain something like that to them, they're like, oh, wow. Yeah, some of those things yeah. that you learn along the way, you're like, wow, that's real neat. And it, 
you know, other people think it's neat also. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. the, problem, no, I agree. <laughs> the problem is we think everything is neat. Once we first get into this, we're like, have everything <laughs> you got to yeah. leave your neat little nuggets. Uh, don't dump your whole bag of seed. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, that's nothing yeah. grows that way. That's right. Yeah. Sprinkle gotta, it. yeah a few at a time. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I know whenever I first uh, came into the knowledge and, and, and I was doing exactly that. I found everything neat. And so I wanted to tell everybody everything. And I had people telling me, you know, quit telling me this stuff. I don't want to go to hell. (laughs) You know, it's just like, okay, I I learned from that. Okay. I need to tone it down, tone it back. Yeah. 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 And it, uh, even though it's just, Hey, this is real neat that I found and I want to tell you about it. People take it as like an attack. (laughs) It's like, no, no, I just want to tell you this because it's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. And we'll, we'll go to um, with the one we just talked about, Luke 2, 21 through 24. And uh, so tell us a little bit about this one. Yeah, so this is yeah, so this is the law in the New Testament. This is the law in the New Testament. So yeah, that's that's part of the series. I, I have law in the New Testament as well, just to show that the law was still standing in the New Testament. This one happens before Yeshua, but it's still interesting to see. And it's uh, one of the when Joseph and Mary go up to the temple to uh, present the turtle doves for Mary's purification, again, according to um, the, the, the Mosaic law. And what's interesting in this Luke account as well is they call it the law of the Lord. And because we often hear, you know, people try to say, well, Mosaic law, that doesn't matter. That's Moses's law. And it's like, well, no, even Luke tells us this is God's law. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of people do say that. That's good. I like this as a, uh, you know, as a an aside. Here are the turtle doves. Oh yeah, also here are the turtle doves. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And then we did that one. So, and I think that yeah. was uh, the ones we had handpicked. So, well, is there anything that uh, else that we miss that you want to to uh, to get out there? You probably should tell us how to find you again one more time, and anything else you want to say. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. The easiest way to find me is uh, beacons.ai, and then slash uh, j n m y e r s, and uh, that has all my links. Uh, and if, if you, if, uh, you're on any of the major social medias, you can look for the straight and narrow and uh, I post, post to all those as well. Uh, I post the, uh, the comics there and also have links to go back to the main site. So, uh, you can find it through there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the only thing that I, I would, you know, I would add is, um, you know, the, the, the comics I have several different series. Y'all brought out the law one, which is a, is a great series, a little mini series. My main series on there, uh, like I said, the Church versus Bible, where I had the book. Um, but that's that's one of the main ones. That's the one that started it all. Um, looking at my different uh, church backgrounds and comparing it to the Bible. As the Torah Scrolls is probably my favorite. Uh, to where I'm taking each chapter of the Bible, and I definitely can throw. I've thrown a lot of humor in that one, and uh, make it kind of a quote unquote Sunday comic. So it has five pains to it, and uh, it's just real fun, real fun for me. And then, of course, the portions is the other one I, I, that are, are my major ones. And I have several mini series, um, just whatever the father's you know putting on my heart. I'll go out there, like I have a series for the Sabbath and defending it. And, um, 
I can't remember the other miniseries now, but I, there's, there's several. Oh, the biblical charts that we were talking about. I have some of those. Oh, yeah, yeah. Again, going back to my uh, analytical background, uh, I did a lot of flow charts um, <laughs> whenever I was in my corporate world. And so I've kind of taken that and brought it into uh, the, uh, um, the comics here. Yeah. Oh, one thing that uh, you've touched on a little bit, uh, but maybe elaborate just a little <laughs> bit on is, uh, so how did you, uh, what, what kind of brought you into the light of Torah? Yeah. So we were in about the end of 2016, we were at a typical Sunday church and our pastor did a sermon on the names of God. He handed out these seats that um, had all the different names that you can find in the Bible he gets down to Adonai and he says, you know, anytime you see the Lord in the Bible, this is the name. I tuned out the rest of that sermon. I, uh, I focused on Adonai. And I was like, this is your name? How can I be, you know, walking with you for so long? Because, you know, I'm like 30, 36 at the time. And I had been a Christian, you know, since I was like 10. How, can I, how have I never heard your name? And that's all I focused on. And I started looking into it. I got a Bible that said Adonai. I started digging deeper into the Bible because that really showed me that I didn't really know the Bible as well as I did. And of course, you know, I learned a few months later that now I'm just saying the Lord is Hebrew. But it was still something that got me started to dig deeper. And really, after that kicking point, um, coming across a uh, um, a sermon that you know the guy, the, this is a totally different person, but coming across a sermon where they're like, you know, the Sabbath is a blessing to us and you should really keep it. And we have, you know, I mentioned at the first four kids, uh, two of them deaf. So we were in therapy all week um, because, you know, trying to get them to adjust to having, being able to speak, uh, you know, clearly and what have you. Right. And I was working all the time. And so having a day off really sounded nice, but also sounded impossible because the weekends were our days to, you know, either do stuff as a family or um, do grocery shopping and get, you know, various other tasks done. But uh, we, uh, we decided, Hey, Sabbath sounds really cool. We, we, we want to do this. And so we planned it for a month later and we were able to do it. And we, since then we haven't broken a Sabbath. We've been able to get more done in six days than we ever did in seven before. And it's, it's been a continued blessing for our family. It's something that, um, through keeping it, we've been able to study more, and through studying more, we've been able to incorporate even more stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think it, that happens a lot. I mean, that happened with us. It was Sabbath was kind of the first one. I think it's easy to start with that one because it's one of the ten. You know, and yeah. you're like, uh, well, you know, up and up until I became Torah observant, the church thought the Ten Commandments still stood. <laughs> then you're like start bringing that up to people and they're like, what do you mean? 10 commandments? We yeah. We, yeah, there's only two commandments now. Yeah. And that's one that's kind of confused me is because I always grew up knowing that the 10 commandments still stood. Right. And I, I always thought the Sabbath was Sunday. And that's one, one of the things I always tell people too, that I always thought think was funny is not two, three months before um, we started keeping the Sabbath and doing it Friday night to Saturday night. Um, I was listening to a podcast uh, and I don't remember what the podcast was or why I chose it, but um, I was listening to it and the gentleman on there was talking about how he was on a flight. He was all excited because sundown was coming, which meant Sabbath is coming. And some dude next to him says the same thing. And he's like all excited because now he's next to another Sabbath keeper. And then they mentioned that it was Friday night. And I'm like, I, I thought to myself, 
idiot the, the Sabbath is Sunday and I turned it off. <laughs> and like I said, this is like, you know, two months before, two, three months before God was like, no, 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 <laughs> it's, it's this day and you're going to start keeping it now. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and we talked before when we were uh, doing our, just a preview interview before we recorded this, um, we talked about uh, if she's listening, uh, Walk Like the Hebrew podcast. I think you'd be a great uh, person to have on her show, and and uh, she likes to to gather up uh, people's Torah stories and how you came into Torah, and and uh, hope hope uh, she listens to this. Or if you know her, please pass this on to her, and and uh, maybe she can reach out to Joshua, and he could he can be on her channel as well. So we want to help Joshua get the word out. He's he's very talented. And a man of many, many hats here. And uh, we would just want to encourage and shirts him. and shirts. <laughs> we want to encourage him to continue to do what he's doing. You know, uh, our, our community needs this kind of thing. And uh, we just want to see him have success. And um, we re- really appreciate you coming on, Joshua, and spending some time with us today. And so, Jake, you got anything else? Uh, no, I just uh, it was great getting to talk to you a little bit and have you on the the program here and uh, uh, get to see, you know, share some of your comics with the whole world. That's right. That's right. (laughs) So, and we encourage all of our listeners out there to go check out his websites, Google his name, Google the straight plus narrow, and uh, you'll find him. um, He's in once again, it's Joshua Myers. And uh, just, just go check out some of those things. Please support him. And, uh, this is Matt and Jake with Sabbath Lounge. Uh, we, we do appreciate any likes, comments, subscribe, share this with people. But uh, this is Matt and Jake signing off.